0: Hello there, and welcome to the Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Miller, and today we are on our fourth episode of the Win Series, When You Need Healing. This Win Series is based off Isaiah 43, talking about when you go through the fire, when you pass through the rivers, that God is with us in all of it. And today's when is when you need healing. And I'm just going to jump right into this passage from Mark 5, talking about the woman who was subject to bleeding and the healing that Jesus did on her life. So starting in verse 25, it says, And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak, because she thought, If I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that the power had gone out from him. He turned around the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding around you, his disciples answered, and yet you ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. And be freed from your suffering. Isn't that such a beautiful story? Jesus did a lot of healing in the Bible. There's other stories like in the Old Testament too. There's a story of Nahum who Naaman who was a commander of the army of Syria and he had leprosy. And so through the prophet, he was healed by dipping himself in the Jordan. And then there's so many stories in the New Testament, especially from Jesus and the apostles. But Jesus, he opened the eyes of the blind. He healed the lame and the leper. He cast out demons. And there's so many stories like this where just like this instant healing, like they touch him, they have faith and it's gone. And for us as believers, or even if you're not a believer, you know, you hear these stories of healing and wonder, why isn't that happening to me? And that does, it does still happen. Like there are still stories of that where people get healed instantly. Like they have, they pray and they have faith and it's gone. Their suffering is gone. They no longer are struggling with that, but that doesn't always happen. And so that can be very frustrating when you are sick or injured or dealing with something and it's not being taken away because you have a lot of faith and you're praying about it and it's just not taken away the way that you want it to be taken away. So I just want to talk about a few different ways of healing that we can experience. There's healing for our body, which includes injuries, sickness, disease. COVID is a big thing right now. Um, Healing in our mind, there's a lot of mental health issues such as depression, anxiety, PTSD, eating disorders. There's healing in our hearts with relationships, loneliness, loss. And there's a healing of our soul, which for believers, that's the sanctification process of becoming more like him. And salvation, obviously, like putting our faith and trust in him. So my question for you is, which do you think is most important to God out of all those different healings? Your body, your mind, your soul, or your heart? And I think it's our soul. Like that is what he cares the most about. He cares more about the salvation of our soul than the state of our physical health. He cares more about the salvation of your soul than the state of your mental health. In 2 Peter 3, 9, it says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Which can sound really great, but when you're in a, the midst of struggling, we are sometimes aren't so focused on the state of our soul and we're more focused on just getting that healing. We want that suffering and the sickness to go away. However, sometimes when we're dealing with that sickness and that struggle, we grow this dependence and reliance on Him. Let me ask you something. When life is going smooth sailing and you don't need healing, do you go to God? When you're not struggling, do you admit your need for Him? Or do you only cry out when you are in pain? I think sometimes God uses our pain, our struggling, our sicknesses to point us to him because it reminds us that we need him. In 2 Corinthians 12, Paul's talking about, I mean, he has all these amazing revelations and he's writing to the different churches and God's using them in these incredible ways. But to keep him from boasting, God gives him a thorn in his flesh is how he describes it. I'm going to read this from 2 Corinthians 12, starting in verse 7. Because of these um, surpassingly great revelations, therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I plead with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses in insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I love that verse 9. It says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And that's how God can really use us in those difficult times and in the suffering and in the pain. I don't know if you've ever heard of kintsugi. It's this technique from Japan where they take broken pieces of pottery or ceramics, um, usually like bowls and plates and things like that. And instead of just like tossing it out, they put it back together and they don't just use like super glue or something to try to make it look like the original. Instead, they use those broken pieces and they put it together with this glue that's mixed with like this gold powder so that it emphasizes the broken pieces. But it's so much more beautiful than the original because there's these gold strands flowing through it where it was once broken. And I love that illustration of how God can use us in our brokenness instead of God just snapping his fingers and putting us back together, which I think sometimes we want him to do for us. He takes our broken pieces. He doesn't throw them out, which sometimes I think we want that, too. But no, he still uses our broken pieces and he weaves it together using his goodness and his glory so that his glory shines through our brokenness. And our brokenness is so evident, but it's made so much more beautiful because he is flowing through it and it's his strength and not our own. And so I just want to encourage you in that God is going to heal you, not in the way that you want to be healed, but in the way that you need to be healed. And that God is good whether or not he heals you right away. I think we want that instant snap his fingers, put us back together how we were at the beginning. He's not going to do that most likely. He can. He has the power to do absolutely anything. He can heal you right here and now. Um, However, sometimes it's more of a process. And in that process, he uses it to, um, to develop dependence on him, trust in him, perseverance, and faith. And even if he doesn't heal us in that instant way that sometimes we want... We need to remember that he is still good. You know, we deserve death because of our sin. So anything less than that is a blessing. It's mercy and grace for us to still be here, living and breathing and experiencing his goodness. So even if we're experiencing suffering and pain, he is still good in that. And we can still rely on him and trust him in the midst of the hardships. And he knows pain. He knows pain. Jesus came and experienced what it was to be human. He can empathize with our weaknesses And he endured the cross and he knew what was going to happen when he was in the garden of Gethsemane, you know, he was praying to God and he said, you know, I, if it's possible, take this cup away from me. If it's possible, take this cup away from me, but not as I want, but as your will be done. So he surrendered it to God. He knew it was coming, but he surrendered to God's will. And I think we need to do that in our suffering is remember that he can take it away but it's his will that will be done. And so God chose what was better. It wasn't better for Jesus not to experience death on the cross because through that, through him dying and being in the grave and rising again on the third day, he brought salvation for us all and he made a way for us to come to God without having to make sacrifices of animals. Like Jesus was our sacrifice and through his suffering, we're able to experience God's glory. And in much smaller ways, he does that in our lives. He uses our suffering to bring him glory and to bring other people to him. So God chooses what is better, even though the hardships are painful and we go through suffering, it is so much better. So how do we respond to our pain? Do we demand that he heal us and take it away? Or do we trust him that he knows best even when we don't see what he's doing or how he's bringing him glory. For me, a time that I can really think of what I prayed and prayed for healing was when I had this really bad knee injury and I couldn't dance for nine months and I had to have reconstructive knee surgery and all these things. And I just come from this year of having this amazing experience where I was using dance all the time to glorify God. And so I thought that was the best way that I could glorify God was through dance and using that as ministry, whether I was teaching or performing or just connecting with people that I was dancing with. And so for me not to be able to dance, it felt like I couldn't glorify him. And so I prayed and prayed for him to heal my knee because I just wanted him to take it away so I could dance for him again. And instead, he didn't. He didn't heal me right away. It took a long time to get that healing back in my knee so that I could dance again. But through that time, he taught me different ways that I can glorify him. He dug into the depths of my soul and helped me realize that it's not dance that glorifies him. It's the way that I live my life. We worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, not in a temple, not in the dance studio or on stage or in teaching, which absolutely we can use those ways and we can glorify him in the temple or the church, but it's in spirit and in truth. He is not limited. He is not limited to how we can glorify him. And so he can use our struggling and our pain to heal us and to show us new things that maybe we couldn't realize when we're not in pain and struggling. And so we need to have faith that his plan is best. Are we going to have faith in that? Do we follow his will that brings us to him and brings him ultimate glory? Do we trust him who desires the salvation of our souls? I love in Psalm 23, it's the passage about um, God being our shepherd. And it says, he restores my soul. And that is so much more important than having a functioning body. Or being free from pain and mental illness. Those things are very real and they're very hard. But he restores our souls. No doctor can do that. Only God can restore our souls. So, thank you for joining me today. This is a short and sweet episode about when you need healing. It doesn't answer all of our questions, but it reminds us that even though it's hard for us to be struggling and to going through pain, that God is still good and he is with us in the midst of the hardship, and he is teaching us and leading us back to him. Thank you for joining me today, and I hope to see you again next week. You can find me on Instagram at Life is Hard, God is Good podcast.